Hey folks, if you've seen any of the great merch we have lately, we've got Witch Police shirts, we've got bags, we've got more gear on the way. That's all made by our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Whether it's screen printing or embroidery, heat press vinyl or graphic design, Divine Shirts is the place to go for your band merch. They've been doing some of the best stuff from the best bands in Winnipeg and beyond. And if you're looking to get some merch made, head over to divineshirtcompany.ca or follow them on Instagram and tell them which Police Radio sent you. Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon Folk Rap Records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gumshoe Strut, Epic, and Introducing the Ghost, the fantastic new record from Rob Crooks. You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com. Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in my home of the internet, which is where we all live now, because no one uh, leaves the house or goes anywhere or does anything. But uh, <laughs> people are used to that by now. I think it's been about six months of this on the podcast where I'm not in people's houses or jam spaces or rooftops or back of vans or whatever. I'm, I'm just talking to a talking head over a screen. But, you know, it's, it's still good. We can still make this happen. And um, I'm talking to someone who, I guess, like, it's interesting that I never actually had your band. We'll get into who your band is and all that in a minute, but mm-hmm. I never had your band on the show, but I did interview you guys for an episode of Mom's House, which, yep. you know, for people who didn't see that program, it was kind of a, a weekly video performance slash interview thing that was put on by a bunch of filmmakers called Young Media. So it feels like you have been on the podcast because I've had, I've interviewed you guys at some point on mm-hmm. something that was documented, <laughs> right? But, but, but you haven't. So I think the best way to, to sort of kick this off is if you want to introduce yourself and just give a little bit of background about what you do musically, we can take it from there. That sounds great. Um, yeah, my name is Alex Kozeb, and um, that's uh, who I am. And I'm just uh, <laughs> distracted because my cat just jumped on the table. Okay. So you know how yeah. probably this is going to go. I'm going to have to push her up. Uh, yeah, so I've, uh, I've, I've played the band that you interviewed me in was uh, Colored by Numbers. Right. That was like a few years ago now. And, uh, but I recently released a solo project, which, uh, is kind of why I'm here sure. on my lonesome. So, and, uh, that was something that was in the making for several years and, uh, finally got it out. And so, yeah, that's so, so I'm kind of doing a, a bit of some, st- some solo stuff these days as okay. well. Well, the, the, yeah. the timing on this project is sort of interesting, not only in the sense that it's in the middle of a pandemic, which, you know, is mm-hmm. a weird thing for, for literally anyone, but, uh, you know, your, your bandmate, Jared Adams also recently released a solo album as well and i had him on the show mm-hmm. you know for the same reason so it, yeah. is it coincidental that you both just had these solo records sort of ready to go yeah. at the same kind of time <laughs> i think it was mostly coincidental yeah um <laughs> yeah jared got like i actually was listening to the episode of him and you yeah. and uh yeah you know he likes to tell this story about how i i sort of called him i said that he was like tragically nostalgic or something like yeah, that yeah, and then yeah. he basically decided to go write a record about <laughs> that which is actually what happened which is kind of cool for me because i've never just like off the cuff said something and had someone write a whole record worth of music yeah, about it before yeah. so that was pretty cool but um yeah it was it was basically coincidental i mean i it's not to say that we weren't obviously both like looking to do different stuff than we do in color by numbers sure 
Um, but I think that Colored by Numbers is still a very much uh, a lot alive and well. Cool. I kind of think of Colored by Numbers as a lifestyle band. Like I, <laughs> I like to say that I, I want to be in Colored by Numbers when I'm like 60 years old. Right, right. Like I just want to be hanging out with those guys, like playing music and drinking craft beer. Like that's, yeah. Like you have <laughs> so. that comfort level with those guys, I guess, mm-hmm. that, that it feels like it's okay. Yeah, we're just, yeah. we're just friends, you know, and it's just, it's really fun, so. Well, for people who know that band and you know, maybe haven't heard your solo record yet, what what's mm-hmm. the main difference? I mean, if they're hearing you on your own, what are they hearing that what what's coming out of the color by number sound that is sort of uniquely yours? Because when I was listening to your stuff, there were definitely mm-hmm. things in, in in those tracks that to me I was like, "Oh, that's where that part of color by numbers is." Like there's certain sounds that are clearly your that you put into that band and now it's kind of right. cool to hear them separated. But how do you sort of define oh, yeah. the difference between the two? Like, I mean, you know, what would you call your project if you had to slap a label on it? Yeah, I've been kind of using the, uh, the genre, the self made up genre, I guess called songwriter funk. Okay. okay. Which I think kind of sums it up. It's kind of like singer songwritery pop, pop stuff, you know? Uh, but I've become sort of more like funk. I don't know inclined recently sure and uh so i've kind of been exploring that genre and just trying to get into it more but also just it it just sort of informs my songwriting as well i would say so that's sort of what i've tried to what i'm sort of the label i'm adopting is not the label but the genre and uh i would say that color numbers and that stuff is quite a bit different um just in terms of the fact that we don't really do funk stuff no. in colored by numbers. It's kind of just straight ahead rock and roll music. At least I think that's how I would describe it. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. And I guess like the, the yeah. funk that you're talking about too, it's to my ears anyway, it, it's, it's funk laced with pop and laced with, like you say, singer songwriter stuff. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. people aren't going to go into the expecting like parliament, you know what I mean? But there's, there's, no, there's, there's that yeah. groove to it. And there's that kind of, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that vibe that sort of goes throughout the songs. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, you know, Motown, R&B, kind of that sort of level of funk. Yeah. But yeah, like, I guess funk in form. So that's why I'm sort of saying songwriter funk, you know, because mm-hmm. I think for these songs anyway, they, they kind of are singer songwriter songs, you know, they're lyric-driven yeah. and uh, mel- melodic, but yeah, kind of with that undertone and that sort of funk inclination. Is there, is that difficult to balance? Uh, because, you know, lyric driven and then you're taking an influence like funk, which is very, very much rhythm driven. Like the rhythm is mm-hmm. the kind of the, the driving force behind that. And then singer songwriter right. stuff, it's all about the words. It's all about the story. Do they clash at yeah. all? Or have you found a good way to mesh the two? Well, I haven't found them to clash. <laughs> but I mean, I think that's just because that's the way that music sort of has made, has made sense to me, you okay. know, where it's like, this is sort of, that's that's sort of yeah i haven't found it to clash but i know what you mean totally like they're different genres yeah right yeah yeah so um no i haven't found that but i guess also you know i should say there's a part of me that really wishes i was like an educated jazz musician you know and just was playing sort of with jazz musicians and uh and had sort of that opportunity to like hone my funk chops and whatever and because I kind of haven't had that opportunity, I think that the part of me that wants to get that out there, I just get it out through the channels that okay. I have created. Do you think yeah. that's kind of what what makes this songwriter funk sort of a, exist in the first place? The fact that you're you're hearing this stuff that you like and interpreting it 
without having the the technical knowledge of it. Right? Is that sort of what is coming out of you? Is 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 this thing that people hear on the record? Yeah, I I I think probably. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's that like I it's I don't want to say that I possess or don't possess like the like jazz is different than funk totally sort of what i'm yeah. saying is like i've i've always had a deep respect for like that sort of high level of musicianship okay. of like a really tight rhythm section and like i, I love motown yeah, for example totally, totally. i love those those players who played on those records and and sort of like deconstructing and and bass lines and stuff like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a bass player so, so you're and, james uh, jamerson fan i take it Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and that kind of thing, you know, has always been just super interesting for me. So, um I think that it's it's just that I haven't played in a band that sort of has that focus to it. So the music that I've created, it's it's built. It's got some of that built into it. Okay. Yeah. Kind of what I was I was getting at earlier where, you know, in listening to your stuff, I can sort of see what elements of Color by Numbers are, are yours it's more clear sort of who's right especially listening to both albums too right yours and jared's you can yeah. sort of see you know yeah th- th- they're separate but i mean there's when you listen to the band then there's elements of both and i think that mm-hmm. i don't know the best way to describe this but what i heard on your stuff is that there's parts of the color by number songs that are i don't think complicated is the word but they had they seem to be more um they go off in more directions whereas i think jared's stuff yeah. is more sort of straight ahead and um Yours seems to meander, like in a good way, though. I don't mean it trails yeah. off. I mean it just there's lots of lots of tonal changes and uh-huh. things just kind of shift directions, uh, not suddenly, but it mm-hmm. it's just more layered, I think. And yeah, yeah, is that something that you was do that was kind of a that that was de- yeah definitely deliberate. Like sometimes I want to write a letter to all the people in my life who I probably could have treated better. But whenever I've tried to write it, I've had to stop because it sounded a little bit over the top. But that's alright, I have a good feeling this time.
tell me, come on, we'll have a real nice time. It'll be the best time of your life. And I think they're right. But how was I supposed to know? The small things that make all the difference That's the truth And I'd love to capture them if I could But then I look to my left And I look to my right And I know in my heart That things are gonna work out right Anyway Because I have a good feeling This time You know, one thing I should talk, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to talk about the project, I guess, a bit more concretely. Sure. So the project that I released is called Evenings and Weekends. And um, I released it as five songs, but I actually recorded, uh, when I recorded the songs, I actually recorded 17 songs at oh, one wow. time. Yeah. Uh, and then as I was sort of working through the editing process, because I decided I was going to do all the editing myself, basically, you know, all that, selecting the takes and all that sure. stuff like that. and. It, it was taking me a long time, so I thought, okay, I'll do five. But these uh, these songs have been sort of I've written them over the past probably fourteen years or something. Okay. Like so, some of them, the oldest song on the record is probably twelve years old, maybe oh. maybe eleven years old, and uh, the newest one was written maybe a few a few years ago. So there definitely is a variety of my own sort of like songwriting. I guess approach you know you can see that it's changed over time too and I'm sure if I were to go write a bunch more new songs right now that I would have maybe a different thing all together going on potentially that makes a lot of sense yeah have those songs the ones from you know a dozen years ago have they retained their original sort of format and style or have you developed them and, and morphed them over the years they kind of have retained more or less. Like I brought them into the studio and I, I recorded with uh, Matt Philopolis who uh, cool. plays bass with Mike Ehrenberg. Yeah, yeah. And at, at his uh, former studios called Mustard House uh, or Mustard Studio. Right. Mustard House Studio in St. Boniface. And uh, I don't think he records there anymore. I think he's moved his, his recording place uh, to Matlock. Okay. But um, yeah, I recorded that like not uh, summer of 2019. And uh so playing, I basically, I, I brought all these songs in and I sort of just hired various people and asked various people to play on the record. So they definitely went through an evolution just by virtue of who actually was playing each part of them. And the other sure. thing is, like, I never wrote any guitar parts, for example, because uh, I don't really play guitar. I play okay. bass and I play keyboard and uh, that kind of thing. But I don't really play guitar, so I never really wrote any guitar parts. So basically, I would just say to whoever's playing guitar, like, here's the song, like, here's the chords, 
and they would kind of make something up and okay. try, kind of just work with it that way. And then I did do a substantial amount of editing to sort of try to finesse things here and there. But, you know, the players who played on it definitely added a whole new level. Yeah. That it didn't have before that. So if you're, if you're, I mean, you're not, you're not playing guitar, like you said, you're, you're, you're a bass mm-hmm. player. What are you writing yeah. on? Are you writing on keyboard or are you actually writing on bass? Piano most of the time, okay. yeah. Okay. Piano or keyboard, yeah. Does, yeah. do you think that being a bass player primarily, does that sort of give you a different angle of looking at a song rather than someone who's, especially with singer-songwriter stuff, right? I know, you know, yeah. piano and guitar can translate fairly well, but bass, a lot of singer-songwriter stuff doesn't even have a bass. I mean, for example, right? So, true, I mean, true. is it, is it weird to kind of write like that? I, I, I'm sure you've always written like that, but when you're doing that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. is it you know different not having a guitar player there in the process of, of coming up with these songs? Well, I, I actually think I'm probably more of a piano keyboard okay. player than a bass okay. player. Um, I just haven't played a lot of piano keyboard in bands, you know, um, for just, it just sort of hasn't worked out that way, right. you know? And, um, so I ended up playing bass a lot, and that's kind of how I ended up playing bass with Colored by Numbers. It was like, well, I can play bass, I'll just play bass. So I did, and then that kind of became, you know, my lead role in in that band. Okay. But um, I think, you know, I, you can play bass really melodically, and uh, I think that I, I try to do that, you know, some of the better bass players to aspire to. Sure. Really show you that you can really push the envelope of what a bass can be. Like, it doesn't just have to be a purely... Uh, sort of in the background, just carrying the song along could be totally. very rhythmic. And, and, and that it's not particularly in the case of these songs, but yeah, I kind of, all, all the songs, the, the changes, that was all, I did that all on piano more or less. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was sort of my primary vehicle for constructing them. What was mm-hmm. the, um, what was behind the decision of releasing it when you released it? Because, you know, obviously we're in a very uniquely weird situation in the world right now where, where shows aren't happening and yeah. people aren't, you know, no one is really doing anything. We're all stuck at home. Like, yeah. was that, was it just a desire to get it out now that you finally had it finished? Or? Yeah, that's really what it was. Yeah. Like it's, you know, like I said, I've had these songs for a long time and uh, it just, there's no point sitting on them. So yeah, I did want to get it out there. I didn't want to push it out and uh, you know, hoping that people will listen and, and mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, rec- like I, what I'm really interested in is is you know collaborating with other musicians in the in the scene as well. Like I mean, I know that's not something that we can do right now, but I'm you know I'm just kind of interested in developing my musicality. Like okay. it's not necessarily like the idea of this of evenings and weekends. Like these are my this is a collection of songs. I, I think they're you know good songs. I think they have some value, but yeah. it's it's not like this is sort of meant as this is the most important thing that I have. This is the total summation. It's sort of a, a snippet. And I think that okay. that's sort of the sense of the record too. Like, you know, it's funny how you spend so much work on something like that. And then you realize that it's all 18 minutes, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 18 minutes long. And then it's like, you know, it goes by just like that if you actually listen to it. Right. So, um, yeah. So the songs are definitely, yeah yes <laughs> i think that hopefully that makes sense no it does it does it does for sure Try to tell us what to do 
what to eat for breakfast, where to send our kids to school. They'll figure that we haven't got a clue. Because we keep believing that what they tell us is true. And I'm saying, don't do it now. No, no.
So, I mean, I guess you're in a different position, too, than a lot of people who are releasing records during this pandemic because, you know, this is a a solo project. It's not your primary band. And, like, you don't even have a band to necessarily play these songs with if you if shows did happen right or do you have like a an idea of who you would perform with if you were to do say a album release show i have an idea you know it's like it's sort of yeah the way i kind of did this was i kind of just did it on my own i just i was just thinking i just want to find people who i know and who are whose music resonates with me and who i think would be interested in contributing on this project so i just got a bunch, bunch of people involved, you know, like friends, uh, some people I knew better than others, some people who maybe I didn't know that well, but I just wanted to do something with them. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think I would do the same thing for the CD release. Sure. Well, it's not actually a CD, but for an album release, right. if I were to do it, I would just sort of see who was available, see who could do it and hopefully put together kind of a, a band that I thought would, I would have a good time with because I mean, that's the other thing about, you know what I'm saying about color by numbers and the lifestyle project. Like, yeah. like, um, you know, I think kind of first and foremost, you really do have to enjoy the company of the people you're with. You right? hope so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like music is kind of, a, a intimate thing to be doing with other people. So, sure. um, yeah. So I would definitely try to sort of, you know, curate a group of people who I felt comfortable with, who I thought would be interested in being involved and try to put some sort of show together. Which, yeah, for sure, I would love to do, and hopefully we'll be able to do when whenever yeah. when the time comes again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you foresee this this solo project as something that, that will play a lot of shows? Like, are you wanting to play shows as yourself, or is it more of a recording thing primarily? Yeah, uh, I would like to just sort of get involved, you know, more, I guess is sort of what I'm saying. Like, I kind of just want to be out there, uh, you know, as a person who is um, people are just aware of and might want to collaborate with me also. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, because I just, you know, it's just a, well, obviously music's a collaborative act. And like, if someone hears my song and thinks that that resonates with them, then, you know, that would be really interesting and cool to me to get, to do something with them musically. Sure. So, yeah. so yeah, I think, um, I guess it would depend. I mean, I would love to be able to do, I don't know, maybe a show a month or a show every two months or something. But as of this time, I don't have, uh, you know, any sort of band yeah. set up or something. Like I said, I think I could put together groups or a group for certain shows, but uh, it's not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I've thought about it in different ways. Yeah. Well, you have, I mean, like, you, you know, time, different you time to think about it now anyway, right? Because <laughs> shows well, aren't happening. Yeah. Yet, yeah. 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 For right now, I'm kind of focusing on the recording project. So, I mean, like, I still had those. I recorded, like I said, I recorded 17 songs and I only, only put out five of them. So that still leaves 12. Yes, uh, I'm probably not going to put them all out, but I'm definitely working through the next batch right now and looking forward to getting those out, hopefully yeah. in relatively short order. Do they have um, all, all 17 of those songs? Do they have a similar vibe to the ones that you released or is there some different kind of sounds you experimented with? I think they have a, mostly a similar vibe. Yeah, I was kind of going for kind of a 70s kind yeah. of uh, a sound. Um, and like I said, they're they're pretty funky, but also songwritery. I think the next batch is more songwritery than funky. Okay. Um, it's because, uh, yeah, again, like they, they span a, quite a long time. So I did sort of go through some different things. There's some eclectic little numbers in there, too, some of which might fit more or less. Um, you know, the idea of the album is like, again, it's called evenings and weekends. So yeah. I think that I would release the next batch 
maybe call it evenings and weekends volume two or something like that. Okay. So it's clearly a continuation of, of, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. It's just sort of that collection, you know, and I, that idea of evenings and weekends was, I think I sort of noticed that or heard that phrase or whatever. And it stuck with me when I was working a part-time job at Superstore, you know, and uh, just because, you know, that idea of like, as a part, as a part-time employee, you know, you work evenings and weekends, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, now I have a career <laughs> and, uh, I work the opposite and the totally. evenings and weekends are my free time, you know, and of course evenings and weekends tend to be the time when music, that kind of stuff is often done too. True, so, yeah. so just sort of think about the, that, the vibe, I guess, of that too was, uh, was a part of the sort of, I guess the thematic, you know, content of the album. I think that it, it sort of is meant it's I hope that it's sort of unified under that sort of idea of, you know, these are the things you do on your free time. These are the, the tensions that pull at you, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, 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 that's a cool way of looking at evening. Cause I mean, yeah, it could be just a, a very common phrase, but it's cool. The, the idea, the idea of having that part-time job versus the, the more adult career job and mm-hmm. the, the switch of what evenings and weekends mean for sure. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Mm-hmm.
fine as can be And we'll live forever So let's turn around And leave the unknown Yeah, sure, been fun All the things that we've done But I'm ready for home So yeah. you mentioned earlier that, you know, if you do a release show for this at some point, if, you know, whenever the world becomes some semblance of normal, um, mm-hmm. you're not putting out a physical release of this. It's just strictly a, a digital thing. What was the yeah, thought behind that? It's digital. It's digital only at this point. I think that's probably the, the primary way I'm going to go. Okay. Uh, it, I've got it up on Bandcamp and uh, streaming services as well. So, you know, you can listen to it if you want to pay for it. And you can listen to it for free. So... There are options for people, um, and that's sort of the, the the path that I've gone with on this at uh, this time. Okay. Uh, I, I could obviously rethink that, uh, you know, down the line. Is that how you primarily consume music at this point? I, I'm just always curious because, like, you know, there's yeah. so many different ways to do it now, right? That like, there's not. It used to be that you know everyone would be buying tapes or records or CDs, and there'd be the yeah. one format. And now it's just it's everywhere. There's you know whether they're Spotify or Bandcamp mm-hmm. or or physical albums, and it's there's no uniform way. So, what's your sort of preferred way to listen to other people's music? Yeah, um, good good thing to talk about. Um, I, I was just listening to one of your podcasts, and I think you were saying you're not really a Spotify. Fan, no, I don't right? know how it you works, don't really yeah. want to. Yeah, yeah, you you don't want to support them, right? No, I just I'm just stuck in my ways. I'm old and, and stubborn, and uh, oh. you know I've listened to records and tapes and CDs and built up this massive collection over you know decades, uh-huh. and I can't yeah. bring myself to to just forget about all that and click some things on the cloud sure. where I don't trust yeah. that one day it will just all disappear. <laughs> but also, yeah, also, yeah. I, I'd rather support an artist by buying in a physical album, you know, right. because they're getting all the money, which from is it awesome. Versus... I mean, that's how they, you know, that's where I actually make money, right? Right, right. Bandcamp, it's not through Spotify, so right. Like, I mean, yeah. if you did have a CD, I'd rather go to a show, buy it at the show from you mm-hmm. directly, than get you point zero 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 two cents. You know, for one mm-hmm, song mm-hmm. on Spotify, so it's but but, well, but you're one of the good people. But that's an abnormal view at this point, right? Like most people are more <laughs> yeah. happy to because the convenience, and I, I get it. But like, what what, sure. what do you do for music? Like, what's your yeah? I mean, I used to have a, a, an extensive like digital collection uh, of, of MP3s on okay. my computer, and then that just became harder and harder to sort of curate for whatever reason. And so I have really switched to streaming services, and I have a Spotify account now as of a few months ago, okay. and. Uh, that's what I have been primarily using, I guess, to listen to albums and stuff like that. Uh, I discover a lot of music through YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes I discover things or I'll find concerts through there. Um, but for albums, I tend to, yeah, I do I do kind of use Spotify for that. I know, I'm ashamed to say it. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with you know? it. It's, it's, it's super convenient. Like, every time anyone explains <laughs> well, there it might be something. there might be something wrong with it, you know. I mean, yeah, arguably, well, it's, you know, ar- you can make the argument, and I know that some people have, that it's it's really not a very good thing for uh, for content creators. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it also... It'd be nice if... Oh, go ahead. It'd be nice if there was a middle ground, you know, or just some sort of smaller scale service that 
I don't know, maybe you could pay a bit more or whatever, and more money could go to the creators yeah. or something like that. But I think it's why Bandcamp yeah. Bandcamp is is kind of the middle ground because you can actually that's buy, yeah. buy merch and you yeah. can also pay what you mm-hmm. want for, for records. I definitely always try to support yeah. bands, you know, through merch or going to totally. see their shows, totally. uh, especially well, you know, touring bands too if they're coming through. Um, again, obviously not these days, but when they do come <laughs> through, you know, like yeah. I love to buy a poster or a t-shirt or whatever sure, or yeah. that kind of stuff as well. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of it's generational too, because you have people who grew up mm-hmm. without having any physical media, and there's a lot. I mean, they're adults now. The people who grew up with everything was was strictly, whether it's MP3s or or or, or even streaming services. Like those have been around for long enough now that there's people who, you know, in junior high or whatever, got into whatever it was. Probably not Spotify, but and that's just their entire life has been music consumed mm-hmm. that way. So it's it's, it's well, that's weird. what it was sort of like for me. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you, you said you have a, a physical collection, but yeah, I just had a big, like I had an, I, I put it, it was all in iTunes. It's just right. a big iTunes right. library. I had the iTunes feature. Where you could like flip through it and it would show you the album cover. And okay. like, it was okay. kind of cool, you know, it was like, but then it was always so slow to run on my computer that I <laughs> never used that feature anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. But it's, it is interesting because, you know, if I were to ever open, I don't even have a Mac anymore actually, but if I were to, I still have that collection of music. Okay. If I were to like import it to a Mac and lo- load it up on iTunes, all of a sudden it would just feel like, oh yeah, this is my collection. You sure, know? yeah, yeah. It's, it is interesting how you kind of establish ownership over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff that's. Because it's yeah, your it's not, soundtrack, it's not right? Yours, it's the soundtrack to your, yeah, your yeah. moments. Yeah, yeah. And there'd always be albums, like there'd be some album in there that I'd be like, I'm supposed to listen to this and I would just never listen to it for some reason. Right. Or sometimes I would listen to an album like four times and I would still just never know if I'd listen to it or something. I <laughs> yeah, don't know if that yeah. ever happens to you. No, it does. You know? It does. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like sometimes I'll make a point like, I've got to listen to this. And it's like, I've never listened to it. And then it's like, maybe I have it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's funny. Sometimes music just sort of seems to go, you know, through me when I listen to it. Yeah. Like I, I hear it, but I kind of don't hear it. I have to listen to it again to actually really pay attention or whatever. Well, I'm like semi obsessed with this this question because I ask people this all the time mm-hmm. because it's just it's it's so weird how I mean like the the impermanence of music these days and it's not it's more permanent because it's easy to access on the internet forever. But it's just mm-hmm. it seems like there's there's younger. I mean, my, my my oldest kid's in middle school, right? I can't imagine her ever wanting to own an album like a physical album it doesn't make sense everything she listens to is stuff she finds on youtube mm-hmm. and on spotify right. and things like that and it's just like that's it seems it seems like it's it's so fleeting and it seems like it's so um disposable which is is frustrating obviously right. for artists right, right? Yeah. because you're trying to make something that that has value and and can be revisited time and again and yeah the primary way people are listening to is is often playlist they didn't even put together right it's it's just yeah you know and i think that's a good point about playlist i think that's a real like like there's a risk of like the over genericization if that's a word of music you know where you go into a whatever starbucks or whatever whatever wherever you go you know and you hear some song and maybe it sounds nice but somehow it just starts to sound the same and you start to in your mind you associate you know when i go to starbucks or a starbucks like place i'm going to (laughs) hear this jazz and it could be the most amazing thing in the world, but somehow you become desensitized to how, how amazing it is based on the context that you're hearing it in or whatever. And, and I totally agree, you know, like the fact that, yeah, someone spent time putting that together and we're just almost, you know, cannibalizing it almost. Yeah. Almost that requires acknowledgement too, of being a creative act, right? Like to know that this song goes well with this song and this the song has this kind of vibe and it yeah whatever like that's a whole yeah that's a whole process as well like track lists so, don't matter anymore 
because you know mm-hmm. and it's especially yeah. I mean not not that people are making tons of concept albums these days or anything but there's a lot of the time you'll have a record that is very much intended to, to be listened to from point A to point to point B and everything mm-hmm. flows as one larger piece of music and that doesn't exist anymore because you don't you can't yeah. assume someone's going to listen to it that way people are going right. to take yeah. a song from the middle and play that 12 times and maybe ignore the beginning and it's yeah it's just it's yeah. a weird, weird dystopian future we live in but yeah i mean i you know <laughs> it just yeah <laughs> but i mean you know songs always would be taken out of context sure. too back sure. in the day you yeah. know the single on a record or whatever but i mean you know for me when i find an album i really like i listen to it over and over mm-hmm. and over again you know and like so almost to a fault right like i'm sure you know my wife gets tired of hearing whatever it is that i'm listening to yeah. after a certain point but for me like the familiarity of it then becomes, you know, part of what I like about it. Right. Which also is a a problem because then you become sort of reliant on the familiarity and that can sometimes be a limit to actually pushing and and getting past that and listening to different stuff. So, so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just hard, man. There's no answer. I don't think there's an answer, but so if someone (laughs) does want to seek out your stuff specifically though, and they don't want to just find, Uh find it on some playlist, they want to actually go in and find your stuff and listen to it. (laughs) What's the best option for them? Like, where would you send someone, uh, if they're looking to hear your record? They can look wherever they, they want, you know, it's on all the streaming services. They just have to type my name, Alex Koza, but you know, yeah, if you, if they want to download it, Bandcamp is the place they can get it there. But you know, I'm happy. However, anyone chooses to uh, to consume it or listen to it, so yeah, right on. There's a little bit of beauty that reaches us each moment. I hope that you can be the one to help me see it all the time. Even the most imposing doors can be opened. I hope that you can be the one to help me open up my life. Open up my life. Seems 